Well, good morning, Orchard Hills. It is a great pleasure to be back. I can say this is my home, to be back home. Um, thank you guys so much for your support and prayers for us in Pathway in the Dominican Republic. I'm here today, but I'm trying to look as good as Scott does every Sunday, so y'all can let me know at the end of this. Um, just to get this out of the way, we have new prayer cards out there. So once you go out, we have some right there at the Welcome Center, at some of the tables, at the coffee bar. We have these cards. Be sure to grab one or just give it to someone, okay? Um, today we're going to be talking about a new thing. And, you know, it's, it's a season for it. You know, everything is changing. We're getting new clothes. We're getting um, new wardrobe because we want to look good for fall, right? So we're just going to get into it, but before I do so, I want to just share uh, something that has happened this week. You know, it connects so well to my message. My family were going through a situation with one of my nephews who's in the hospital, and we just found out that he has leukemia. So I was about to call and say, hey, I'm not going to be able to do it because I've been down. But, you know, yesterday I got to speak to my nephew, and... It was so inspiring. He was like, you need to preach. He's like, I want you to do it. And he's like, don't worry about me. You know, God is doing a new thing. And I was like, wow. You know, it is all connected to what God is doing. You know, we, we're, we're freaking out as a family because, you know, he's 14, playing baseball. He has been pre-signed and all this. And it's like, wow, God, what is going on? But, you know, he told me God is working something new. God is doing a new thing. So... I mean, I got my inspiration yesterday. I called Kevin, and I was like, man, I was about to tell you I can't do it. But, you know, this just motivated me just to see the faith that he has to know that in the midst of his situation, God is working something new. So let me direct to you guys um, to join me to turn into your Bibles into Isaiah 43, verse 18 through 21. And it says this. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making way in the wilderness and streams in the wastelands. The wild animals honor me, the jackals and the owls, because I provide water in the wilderness and streams in the wastelands to give to drink to my people my chosen, the people I formed for myself, that they may proclaim my praise. Father God, just thank you for this word, God. Thank you for your promises. Thank you, Lord, because, you know, in spite of what we go through, in spite of everything that we may face, God, you tell us that you are with us, God, that you are our Father, that you are our owner, God, and that we are your chosen. Thank you, God, for this day. So just to tell you a little bit, because I know some of you may be new that do not know me. Um, I was born in the Dominican Republic, um, but I was raised in the islands of Antigua. So, you know, it was very good being the only Hispanic kid in the school. You know, we had to speak English. I remember getting my butt whooped because I did not speak English. And I was like, I'm four. I can't speak. So, you know... <laughs> I was exposed to that new thing, you know, and had to learn it. Um, but, you know, I've always had that calling 
of God ever since I was 10 years old, you know, to serve. Um, I didn't know that God will take it to such an extent because, you know, I had a great life growing up. I was not a good kid. That's my parents. Um, I grew up, went to school, you know, had plans to, to come to the United States after I finished high school, go to Queens, New York, to LaGuardia Community College. And, you know, the Lord just had different plans for my life. I remember I went down to the Dominican Republic in 2010 when I graduated from high school, and it was supposed to be only a family trip. And there I got connected to Springs in the Desert, which is the children's ministry that we started working with. And I remember telling my mom, you know what? I don't know why, but I feel like I want to stay here, you know? And every parent will be happy. Oh, my child has wanted to follow in the footsteps of the Lord. Yes, she was happy, but, you know, she, somehow she knew that I was going to be exposed to something new that I was not accustomed to. You know, there I got to live the life of what the villagers live. I got to be there, experience 10-hour power a day, you know, and I even went through a season where I lost it all. My computer burnt down, cell phone burnt down, everything just went away, and, you know, I started to, to think in myself, and I was like, God, did I make a mistake staying here? Was I wrong? Did I pray enough? You know, because everything was going haywire. Everything was going elsewhere. And then to see, to see you know, um, my friends whom I went to school with, you know, going to college, doing, pursuing their lives, all the dreams and stuff that we had, you know, to see them doing it. But I was in the DR and I found myself being stuck. I felt that I was stuck, that I was not moving because, you know, it wasn't what the world or what I had planned, but it was God, what God had planned. So, you know, being there in the village, I got to experience a lot. You know, one of the, one of the images that I'm going to share with you is how the people in the village need to go by each day. You know, the sugarcane villages are just like huge cornfields. And in the midst of it, there's a little village, a little town. A lot of the people, you know, they're allowed to live in these villages because they need to work the sugarcane. If they don't work the sugarcane, so that means you can't stay there. So, you know, every kid growing up, there's two inspiration. You're either gonna go cut sugarcane just as your parents, because you're gonna help them, you know, for pay that, that debt of being there, or the dream of becoming a baseball player in the Dominican Republic. You know, baseball is pretty big in the DR. I don't know if you guys have noticed. Um, so if the child is not working, he's either in the baseball field. So the mean, know this, that there is no space for like school. There is no space for the child to have his own dream because you need to follow these steps. I'm a sugar cane cutter. You're going to be a sugar cane cutter because that's how we support our family. That's how we go by things. So I got to experience that. And I remember even as I was, you know, teaching the kids at the day school, I got threatened by some of the parents because they're like, hey, you're trying to teach my kids something different from what I have taught them, from what we have to live. Because I would tell them, you know what, you are going to be who the great I am says that you are. 
you know, you are a special child. We are all special children, you know, because we are his creation. So kids were starting to dream. They were like, I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to be a lawyer. One of them said they were going to be a president. I might vote for him too. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's, it was something new that was created. But it was in the midst of this, you know, where people wake up to sugarcane, where they go to sleep to sugarcane, where sometimes there's no food and they eat sugarcane. So I need some dentists of y'all. If y'all know a dentist that want to come to the DR and fix some cavities, definitely. A lot of sugar in the DR. So, you know, when we started working with this ministry um, pathway, it was in the midst of me not understanding what was the plan for my life. I'm going to share this story. It might be new to the church. Some people here know it. But, you know, I was a bit rebellious at a moment in my life because I had worked missions since 2011. You know, God called me when I was 19. I started doing missions and, you know, I was hurt in the process. So then I was like, you know what? I'm done with it. I am done with missions. This is, this is it. I am young. I got to go pursue my career. I got to start making money and all that. So I left and I started working for Wells Fargo. You know what? And I got the opportunity to come to the United States. I came here and it was a very dark situation. You know, I found myself being locked up um, in someone's basement, <laughs> you know, and it was very scary. It was very hard. But, you know, in that moment, I was like, God, did I make a mistake coming here? Am I wrong? Should I have stayed back? You know, I even remember that I told God, if you get me out of this country, I am never coming back. Because it was so hard. It was such a difficult situation. But you know what? In the midst of that, God brought me once again to Isaiah 43. And he said, forget the thing of the past. I am working something new. And that's where the name Pathway became. There's another virgin that I really like. Um, let me read it up for you. It says, forget what happened long ago. Do not think about the past. I am creating something new. You know, and, and, and in that I started to see because my heart longed to be back in the villages. My heart was crying to be out with the people to be serving, but you know, I was hurt. I was like, how can I go back when I was serving you, God, and I was so hurt? How can I go back when, you know, I, I went to school with my friends, I see them all being successful, but I'm here, you know, and that happens in our lives. You know, God has called us to something great. It may be that you're serving here at the church, you know, and you know, it, you have, um, how do you say, overpassed your, your time in, in that specific area, and God is calling you to something greater, but you're like, no, I, um, I want to stay here. I feel good here, you know, but God is calling us to something greater. So I remember those thoughts going through my head, and you know what? Sometimes his mercy and grace is going to be good enough to process us, to squeeze us, to squeeze all that negativity out of us so that we can walk in his way. 
Because I remember 2016, a lot of people talk about 2020. Yeah, it was a difficult time, you know, but I, every time I think about 2016, it is like my, you know, remember, remember. And, and it kind of goes away because I'm talking about forgetting the past. You're going to remember the past and know where God brought you from, but just don't dwell in it. Just don't live in it. Yeah, you want to remember, hey, I used to, every morning in the village, wake up. There was no running water in my house. I had to make a line, walk a line, stand there for like an hour so I can get a bucket of water. Yes, I'm going to remember that, but I don't want to go back to it. You know, I want to walk to where God is leading me. Now I can go into my shower and I can have running water. So that's all that I wanted to tell you. I mean, it's my story. But it may be your story. Maybe it's another situation. It may be your job. It may be something that happened in your life. And I can go on and on and on and on talking about things that happened in my life and in my ministry and where I've had to come back to Isaiah 43 and remember that everything that happened, it was not to break me down. It was not meant for my failure, yet it was meant to build me up, to make me stronger. And that same word I'm sharing with you today, it doesn't matter what you went through. It doesn't matter what you are going through now. God does not consult with your past. He does not consult with what you're doing now. He's a God of the future. He is a God that works and that he sees beyond what we can see. So today it may seem that it's misty, that is foggy, that we can't see anything, that we don't have a clear mind. You know what? Trust in God. And if you can't trust in God, just turn on some music, put some earbuds on that would inspire you. Because I had those days where I had to just constantly keep it in my ear to know that God was with me. And it's okay to doubt. You know, it is okay. You're not less of a Christian for that because if that was the case, Lord knows I would not be standing here. But, you know, we got to keep focus. I want to share one story with you of this guy named Jonas Pierre. I met Jonas Pierre in Olivares, which is one of the villages that we work with. You know, this is a clear example of what happens in the villages. You know, he came over from Haiti. He stayed in these villages. He had his family. You know, Honas, when he went to the Dominican, he had a dream. He was going to be different, that his family was going to see success. And, you know, Honas was laughed about in the village because he, you know, would be the only one, him and his wife, while she was alive, they would be the only one going to the sugarcane field to work the sugarcane. They did not allow their children to do so because he expressed it so many times that God told him that his generation was going to be different, that there was something new coming from his family. You know, and he was very strict about his son being in baseball practice, was very strict about his other children to be in school. You know, and people will laugh at him because, you know, it's a tradition. Everybody, the whole family in the sugarcane field, cut, 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 cut. Yet you are the only one there. You're making less money. You know, you're paying for your, your children to, to eat food at school or whatever. 
you know, um, and you're not being helped, you know. And, and this man, as, as, I mean, I remember him because unfortunately he passed in 2020, but he always had this Bible, this New Testament in his hand. And that would, just as how you see it, very wrinkled up and old, that's how he shared the word in Olivares. You know, he would always tell people, there is something new of God coming, and I am going to see it. You know, his wife didn't get to see it, but he got to see it. Because back in 2019, his son got signed for playing baseball, and they got a lot of money. You know, and unfortunately, he did not get to enjoy it, but we can see how his faithfulness him remaining focused and always looking forward, you know, brought that to life. You know, with his son, I wouldn't share his, his pictures, you know, because I, I didn't ask him if I could, so y'all don't tell him none. So <laughs> his son, he plays with the Mets, you know, and through that, he has been able to pay for his sister's college and studying to be a doctor. There's one of the younger boys who says he's going to be a lawyer, but you know what? From where nothing was, you know, God brought forth that fire in Honas. And that fire, you know, was laughed at by others. You know, you can relate. I know I can relate. You know, when you say, you know, God called me to do this and then the world is doing something else, they're like, you are freak, you weird, I'm like you because you ain't like me. Yes, but you know, we're not here to walk by the word, by what the world says. We're here to walk by what God says of us. And Honas walked that faith. He walked the walk. You know, and one thing that I remember from all our conversations, he would tell me, because I'm telling you, this guy had bigger vision and bigger faith for me to what Pathway is today than what I saw of it. He always told me, remember these three things, and I'm going to share with you. Always stay faithful, always stay focused, and keep moving forward, you know? And I walk by this each day, and I mean, and even by Isaiah, I'm going to tell you all a little secret, y'all don't tell nobody. You know, I even got it on my arm. Yeah, because y'all know the people in the DL might get crazy. I got the word pathway, you know, because... It's my baby, you know, and, and, and God has, has had to squeeze me enough for me to see the vision, for me to see what's today. God had to squeeze that stubbornness from me, that, 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 that spirit of the past that was in me of holding on to things that, you know, I wasn't supposed to hold on to, you know, because God allowed me to be in certain places for a season, you know, and he is calling us each day to, hey, live each day like it's summer and you're going to celebrate fall next month. Live each day like if it's fall and then you're ready for winter. Live each day as if it's winter and then you come into spring. Because he did not call us to be stuck up. He did not call us to keep stuck up with our faith. He even tells us, give by grace what by grace you have received. So the word you receive today is the word that's going to take you out through the week. But not for you to keep it. You got to share it. It's like a flowing river. You know, he says, I'm going to make a stream. So you don't want the stream to stop by you. 
because you don't want to be held accountable. So let it flow. Let it flow and walk in the new thing of God. Um, one thing that um, we, we as Pathway prayed for, and I know that you guys helped us with a lot in prayer and support, in Alamang, there is this, um, there was this location, right-centered, and that place has been looked down on for so many years, because it was the, like the sin city, that was the sin spot of Alamang. You know, we were praying for this spot, and all our focus was on this place. It was an old brothel, it was a co- uh, chicken cockfighting arena and all kind of stuff. So we were praying for this, and we had put all our faith on it. And we were, this is the place, this is the place. But you know what? Everything started to go wrong. We started doing investigations. We started looking into it, and it was connected to drugs, all kind of stuff. And, you know, in our hearts, we were getting weary because we were like, we're praying for this spot. We want it for something good. Why is it not happening? God, where are you? Why is it not coming through, you know? But in the midst of all that, you know, God was working something else. And I remember that it was with a trip from, from here, from the church, we were in the DR, and we were walking down the street and we saw this other property. You know, it has its history, trust me, and I'm gonna tell you, you know, but it was just a whole lot, like from one street to the other, we had never passed, I passed by it a, lot, a thousand times, but I've never looked, set my eyes on it until that day God revealed something to us. And one of the reasons why we may have never wanted to see it is because the whole village was afraid of this land. No one buy, wanted to buy it. Because the, the wild, wild, wicked witch of the Aleman village used to live there. So she said that whoever went in it would be cursed. Um, whoever planted trees in it, it would not flourish. So this is the place that God was calling us to. So imagine how scared I was. I was like, Ooh, I know, God, that you are with me, but to that place? And we saw how God just, in a matter of, I think it was like less than two weeks, you know, we were able to raise the funds. We were able to buy the property. And now we get to see in the community, a lot of them are still a little bit spectacle when we go in it, but we get to see how a, commun- how a space that was meant for evil, God has turned it for good. You know, and we have big plans for that place. We have amazing plans to have a beautiful community center where people can come and worship God, you know, where they can come and be served. But right now there, it sits a beautiful pavilion, that it is everything that we need and that the community needs for the moment, you know? There we have all kind of gatherings, Bible studies, but, you know, what I want to tell you with all of this is it doesn't matter where you reach or where you go or where God leads you. The world may say it's a dry land. It may say that it's a cursed land. You may reach into a new job and they might tell you, you won't last because no one lasts in that position. But you know, you have the stream of God that runs through you. You have that promise that he will feed you 
in the desert, that he will provide water for you. It doesn't matter if it's a dry land. As long as you are rooted on Christ, look, you're going to get water. You're going to provide water for yourself, and you're going to stream out to other people. So it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter what you're facing. And even to those who are connected at home watching us, it doesn't matter the situation that you're going. It may be sickness. It may be, you know, finances. It may be loss of your home. It may be so many reasons. You know, don't dwell in it. Trust God because he knows the ways that he has called you to. He knows the way that you should take, and his ways are so much better than our ways. Now, I just want you to bow your heads. Yes, we're going to bow our heads. And I'm just going to pray. I think there's a prayer team that's going to be up here. Um, And I just want to speak my heart out to you because I know what it is to be stuck. I know how it feels to, to, to see the whole world just move around you and you're just there. Like there's no purpose, like there's no, there's no calling. And even when there is a calling in your life and you're not seeing things work through and the world is expecting to see you shine and expecting to see you flourish in that calling, but you're still like, God, I don't even know what I'm supposed to do. I just invite you, come to to the front or or right there where you are, just pray to the Lord that he will reveal, that he will make you flourish, even right now where you are, even those of you who are home, you know, we're not there with you, but there are people that you can text, that you can get connected. Please contact us. Let us have a prayer time for you. Father God, in this time, I just come before your presence. Father, we thank you for for the great God that you are, God. Thank you, God, for for your love. Thank you for for your endless grace, God, towards us. Father, thank you because we know that no matter what may have happened in our lives, it is not determining what we will become in you, God. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your son, Jesus, God. Thank you for giving us hope. Thank you for giving us the hope that we can see past today, that we cannot focus on the past, God, and that we have a future, God, in you. God, and then each day we can stand up and we can fight, God, because you are our strength, because you are our hope, and because you are our refuge. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.